Welcome back to Facing the Fractures. So I've been on a little schedule for myself recently of trying to continue to self-educate about the world, geopolitics, different issues going on. Um, sometimes it gets a little jading. I can understand why people don't seem to be too engaged for the most part. We all have our own lives to take care of. We all have goals we're trying to reach, money we're trying to make. So I don't blame anyone for not doing the deep dive research. Well, I can call it deep dive, but I'm just doing the best I can as someone, as an amateur journalist right now. But basically, uh, I feel like a big thing that I always talk about one-on-one uh, -on -one with a lot of my friends is that the more you learn about the world the wider your perspective becomes. And the wider your perspective becomes, I feel like that's the real meaning of the saying, uh, knowledge is power. Of course, there's direct skills you can learn, like how to be a doctor and how to be a lawyer, and that's important as well on the practical front. But I think, I think it's still important to keep developing understanding about the world around us. And it's easy for us to get bogged down in what's going on inside of the country. So I've been trying to, I've been trying to sort of resensitize myself, uh, assuming that everyone knows what I'm talking about when I say that, you know, many of us are desensitized to world events because they tend to be very dark and bleak and a lot of death and starvation and all these different ailments are happening at the same time. So, you know, it's easy to tune out. I understand why people don't need that kind of negativity in their life. But I think that foreign policy and what's going on overseas is relevant because, I mean, for one thing, a lot of money that's spent um, here in America comes in the form of military spending. And a lot of that military spending is focused on a lot of bases and different operations overseas. And I'm not a staunch uh, supporter, nor am I someone that's anti, you know, base building. I, I think that the deeper you go in any subject, you see the nuances on both sides. I can, both sides, you can see where there's a reason why we want to have a strong military presence. There's a lot of threats in the world. And the world powers, you know, don't exactly have a good record of staying peaceful for too long. So on the other end, you know, a lot of people are angry because of the money we spend, you know, possibly being able to be allocated to other programs such as NASA and the like. But Afghanistan has been a major focus for me as a starting point to like open my eyes about the rest of the world, being as we just pulled out of Afghanistan um, and the Taliban taking rule. Um, Afghanistan in particular uh, speaks to me in a semi-personal way because it's a very similar situation to what happened in the Vietnam War, me being Vietnamese. So, you know, the similarities being that, uh, you know, there was an initial attack on the U.S. Uh, in the Gulf, Gulf of Tonkin. People say that that's conspiracy the same way as 9-11. So, but anyway, uh, initial attack uh, pulls us into the war. 
which uh, America's trying was trying to stop Al Qaeda from continuing their operations against the U.S. and Saudi Arabia and different uh, geopolitical powers across the world. Uh, it's been interesting reading this book, learning about it deeper, but just to just so that people have a general understanding, if you don't already, is that the Taliban was mainly a local group that cared about what was going on in Afghanistan, and Al-Qaeda was more international, and bin Laden was hiding in Afghanistan, and the Taliban was not refusing to hand him over, which caused you know the U.S. to pull in and start this 20-year war in Afghanistan, and it it helped me understand more about, okay, so this is why people don't like America, and this is why people are super pro-America on the conservative and liberal side of things. But if you dig into the nuances, you start to see that a lot of people you might think have conservative views, like, oh, yeah, pro-America, everything America does is great. Um, they love the troops. You know, that's a big part of conservative culture. A lot of troops themselves didn't support what was going on in Afghanistan and at the same time there was a lot of help you know being given to the Afghan people um, starting from Bush into Obama into Trump um, a lot of it the money spent was not always spent on war and weapons a lot of it was trying to build infrastructure and nation building and the reason for that even though people so-called say, you know, it's none of our business, it's not our responsibility, is that they wanted to create a stable country where they could fight the Taliban themselves, they can fight Al-Qaeda themselves, and not be a hub for terrorism to grow, was the idea. But I, I just in the little bit of reading I've read so far, it's been interesting to see that a big part of what made the war such a struggle is the failure and inability to really understand all of these little cultural uh, specifics on the ground. Like, you know, Afghanistan, in summary, is a lot of different tribes and ethnic groups. There's the Hazaras, the Uzbeks, the Tajiks, and the Pashtuns, among a lot of other groups, but those are the main four. And there's a deep history between these groups. There's a lot of different Tri uh, rivalries and vendettas that go back 100 years and it was easy for Americans to say oh that's Taliban activity that's Taliban activity Taliban sort of became a big label to stick on every kind of violent act whether it was criminal or something personal and another thing that I read that complicated things is that with all this free funding all people had to do was one well, besides the funding on the fund no on the funding side a lot of a lot of the money was basically wasted but i'm trying to remember a lot of the details um i'm i'm mixing it up with something else so besides the funding um a big thing that different tribes did that they found they can do is that anytime they wanted to, you know, start winning their rivalry against someone personally, is they would just call someone Taliban. And America wasn't really good at determining who the actual bad guys were. Um, basically, 
a lot of the CIA came, didn't know any language, just was plopped in there. And uh, apparently a lot of them weren't exactly as, as competent as you would assume a CIA agent was able to be. So, you know, this is a complex issue. I'm not coming in here just reading a few books and learning a few things and saying that someone like me could have changed things. But I think it definitely would have been helpful if more of the populace over here at the time cared about learning about the Afghan people themselves. But that's the thing about a lot of them issues when it pertains to America is that, you know, without even realizing it, many of us, you know, we hear about an issue and inadvertently pretty much stick on learning about our side of things, about what the U.S. military is doing here and there. But you have to learn about the other side. You have to learn about the people that you're getting involved with and engaged with. Um, the similarities back to Vietnam is that, so communism was a threat back in the day and communists were the so-called terrorists and it's comparable to today's Al-Qaeda situation today. Um, but basically the Vietnam war was mainly about stopping the spread of communism and the Afghan, Afghan war is about stopping the, the spread of terrorism and America a big criticism is that America failed to, you know, understand the region and installed an American-style centralized government in Afghanistan where enforcement and relatability to the people was just not there. You know, imagine if you live in a village here and you know about these other villages over there and a new government from a foreign power is established. I don't think it'd be easy for anyone to take that government very seriously especially if they don't come and talk to you and understand you. And, you know, it'd be easy if Afghanistan was full of one big homogenous population like China or Sweden or something like that, and they already have a shared sense of nation across the whole country, but that's not the case. And just simply understanding that and working with people at that level would have changed the outcome of the war and would have changed, would have changed the outcome of, of history, really. But basically, it, the wider scale is that every major issue, where, whether it comes to Israel and Palestine or Kosovo and Russia or China for, that, for, the, you know, for a different day, a different issue happening right now, or even the issues here on the ground in America, a lot of what I tend to hear from people lacks much foundational base understanding of the topic. And I, I've been guilty of this too, but I, I didn't realize how comfortable I had become and many others around me had become of talking about things without doing a lot of the real work it takes to understand the nuances of the subject. And that's concerning for me because, you know, we're all growing, and we're uh, many of us are going to be the people in power soon, whether in politics or um, influential figures. And it's going to be very tempting for us to keep talking and doing things without doing the basic research on things. And that sounds like a pretty, I don't know, weak topic. It's not fun to talk about, but I think it's a real issue. I really do. I think that it's weird to me that um, the news 
the news is just incentivized to grab our attention, really. And it does take a lot of personal work for us to educate ourselves properly and to see all sides of an issue. And because of our busy lives and, you know, we're not we're not going to be not all of us are going to be journalists trying to learn the details of an issue. So it's easy for us to, like, pick a side from what we generally hear. But that's a that's a fault of media. That's also a personal responsibility of the average citizen. And that's something that I really hope changes with time. I really hope that, you know, I'll keep learning and keep digging into this topic and finding ways to to see how the future is going to go. Because the Taliban aren't just one big evil group either, like people assume. But they've, they've committed many atrocities, though. But that's the problem with the day, is that there's many different individuals in every single group, every single government, every single organization. And until you learn the names and the history and the details within that group, it's, you're going to label the entire group as something evil or something good. And I'm going to keep digging into things, and I'm going to keep practicing uh, breaking these things down in a way that people can easily digest. And... I just I just hope for myself that I keep getting better at being a freelance journalist and somehow making it more of a an easy thing for my generation and younger to get more engaged in these these issues and issues that pop up in the future. The last thing I want is more shouting matches, more Facebook debates, more Twitter fights. You know, I, I would like to see our culture change into something more civilized, more informed, more of the real intellectual input that I know that we're capable of. But that's it for right now. I have to answer this call. Thanks for listening.